you're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski. Our guest today in ADD Comedy with Dave Rosowski is Amber Ruffin. Amber is an Emmy-nominated writer and actress on Late Night with Seth Meyers and the narrator on Drunk History. She was the first African-American woman to write for a late-night talk show on network. It's true. Amber's an alum of the Second City, I.O., and Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. We talked about our love of Amsterdam and Boom Chicago, living and eating in New York City, finding your voice in the current current we're in, and bearing witness to the nation waking up to the racism so many people of color have known since our country was founded. This episode works on a bunch of levels. Enjoy. Okay, so this is what this is what I've been thinking about. I always think about my guests and what they're going to have and what I talk about. And um, it's... Do you think it's a fucked up time or do you think it's not a fucked up time? And let me, let me tell you what I mean by that. I think that right now is a period of time where we, shit is happening so fast, so many things are, are, are shattering right now, that it really is actually not, I mean, it's horrible what's happening, but it's necessary. Do you understand my, my, my statement? Yeah. I think it is too, I think it is both. It's horrible because all this horrible shit is happening. Yeah, sure, it's horrible. But there's also this, like, really sad, and it is not, it's probably horrible to feel this way, but there's this great feeling of right now, if you are a black person, to be like, everybody can see it now. Because, you know, it was only a minute ago where I wouldn't say, oh, my God, the weirdest thing happened. I was walking down the street, and the cops just grabbed me and frisked me and were like, hey, what are you doing? You wouldn't say that to a white person. And this is fucking, this is the year 2000. You would never. 2000 something. Yeah. You wouldn't say that to your white friend. You just don't do that. It's weird. But now anything can happen. You can be like, this man was talking over me in a meeting at work. You could say that to anybody. Right. It's fine. Right. Yeah. It's weird. I want to do one thing. I I have to check this because I'm just a little concerned that's not. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And I what did you see that video of the the guy that was pulled over for not signaling? And No, I I saw the thing and I saw the angry man yelling. And I was like, "Oof, I can only stomach so much of this, but God bless this guy." That's the way that I felt too. Yeah. I felt like I can only stomach so much of that. Yeah. And I felt like uh I I don't know that I I don't I want to see that, but I don't want to see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to see it, but it's also my responsibility to myself to try to keep myself sane so I can't be fucking going down crazy roads with everybody. Right, and uh, and that, for me that's the big thing, is like how, how, how people that I know are who are politically invested and emotionally invested and societally, culturally invested, yeah. don't lose their fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't, that happens. You don't know how they keep it con- together? Yeah. It's got to be tough also, because I know when I was at the Second City and all this shit was going down, not that. It was this bad, but you just, you you are, to say that you're you're not dipped in this, you're steeping in yeah. this, and you have to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just happened to be, last time I was in New York, uh, 
my, it was election day, and uh, once some of my students got tickets for Seth's show, and we went, and somehow, and so when you, when you come here, they put everybody in that one big room upstairs, mm -hmm. and then they have this game called Who's Seth's Biggest Fan, mm -hmm. or something like that, and I'm, you know, I, I watch the show periodically. I can't say I'm Seth's biggest fan, mm -hmm. but they kept asking questions, and I kept answering the questions, like Seth's brother. And I was like, well, that, you know, eh. like Josh, I know Seth's brother. It's like, and he was at this place. Well, he was at Boom Chicago. He was at and, and other questions that he's had, and I just happened to know these questions, and I won. Uh, and so we sat right in front, and it was the first show after election. Yeah. And he looked. He was. It seemed like he was really heavily affected by it. Mm -hmm. And I was really heavily affected by it. Yeah. And they walked out of here and there was a march uh, of people going, what a fucked up situation it is. Yeah. And really the question is, I, I wake up in the morning, I, 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 I can't not see what's going on. Yeah. It's scary and it's bad, but finally it's everybody. <laughs> I mm -hmm. mean, it sucks, but it used to just suck for a couple people. Now, everybody's mad. It sucks for all of us. Mm -hmm. And even the smart people can see, oh, it's about to suck for me if it doesn't now. There's that, there's yeah. that right, it's just a matter of time before yeah. everybody gets affected by it. Yeah. Hee hee hee. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's super bad. Oh, gosh. Team, I hate it so bad. But, I mean, hey, we are in this together. And I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. So what's the thing that surprised you most about, would you say, about what's going on right now? Is that it? Is it, it because... I will, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, how people are like, Hillary lost because A, B, C, D, and E. Jenny was just telling me this today. Hillary lost because A, B, C, D, and E. But no one wants to say because of misogyny. <laughs> no one wants to be like, well, because it's kind of how the world is right now. Right. No one wants to say that. It's just all of these things she didn't do, huh? All right. And that's what gets me, too, is that like the idea of all these things that she didn't do. And it's, what must it be like to be her? Mm-hmm. What must it be like, what is, I mean, what, what Hillary's going through right now, like, how does that work? How do you live with that? Yeah. I don't think you do. I think she, I bet, I, I do think about this quite a bit. And I bet she drinks every single day. I know that's not a nice thing I to know say. I do. How could you not? It is tough. I never used, that's the biggest lie I almost fixed my mouth to say. Can you believe I almost said I never used to drink? What a fucking lie. <laughs> um, I didn't used to drink this, well, uh, yep. With this frequency, ha! There's that frequency. I've been having conversations about with people about that, about the idea of the frequency with which I'm drinking. And yesterday was the conversation about I drink every day. I drink every single day. It's getting there. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. It's getting there. It's there for me. It's there. It's clearly there. How much do you drink a night? Um, I'll have three glasses of wine. Hmm. You know, but I'm, it's never getting in bed and crying. Do you drink by yourself? Oh, of course I do. I'm by myself a lot. That's I'm my, always by myself. That's my scary place. I that's when I will have to phone a friend. Is when I if I I'm like if I start drinking by myself, then I will be scared. I for me, I don't know how to do it any other way. Um, my husband's the same way. He'd rather drink alone than drink around people. Alone or alone with you? Alone. Why? 
Oh, it's nice. He likes to have some beers and listen to his music. Yeah, yes, that's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, for me, I like to sit and ruminate over a, a glass of vodka. What's your What's your poison? Vodka, anything. Oh, but also margaritas. But that will take you to a place. Are you prepared to go there? No. Then just have vodka. Clearly, tequila. It can turn a person. It's a different poison. It's a very different poison. It's a really, really different poison. It is. Um, and I, I can't, I do not tequila alone. That's you need an adult. You need an adult. You need, you need, you need somebody to tequila with you. You need an adult and you need somebody to tequila with you. So if you're drinking, so you, you would leave here and go out to a bar with somebody? Um, I try not to drink during the week, but like I never had it. Like I certainly don't have money now, but I can eat out. And it, if you live on Manhattan, it's the same as if you were to go to the grocery store. So I eat out all of the time. It is my favorite thing. I don't spend any money on clothes and shit, but I will eat out and have a drink anytime. If I you were like, out. I'm throwing this in my backpack and we have to go have a drink, I'd be like, yes, you do. Let's go. It's my favorite thing. I love eating out. I love it all the time. Because yeah. I say, I say, I, 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 I tell people I travel around the world teaching improv, but what I really do is I travel around the world eating. Mm -hmm. I love eating. Love it. I, I, I do feel like, yeah, something's wrong with me. And I'm like, I love eating so bad. I love it so bad. I don't want to eat any healthy food. All I want to eat is new garbage. And What's the new same garbage? Old garbage? What's new garbage? Nachos. I just want a nachos really? and a margarita every uh, every day. Okay. What ha you reach a certain point in your life where you go? You reach a certain age where you go? Can't have that much cheese. Just can't do that much cheese. Yeah. Oh, only because I love cheese so much, mm -hmm. but my pants don't fit. My fucking pants don't fit. Yeah. And I need my pants, and I like my pants. I really enjoy my pants. <laughs> That's a social construct, my man. Get a moo moo. Uh. <laughs> I think that that probably is it. Like, like women get to go to the moo moo route, but uh, I, I can't. I yeah, as of yet, that hasn't changed culturally. Where I've been able to go, I, I want to get into a moo moo. Although cozy pants are fine, but you can't go outside wearing cozy pants. Yes, you can. You need to stop letting society tell you what is okay to wear. I'm going to have to write some of this shit down <laughs> because that's so true. That really is true. I will say this is how bad I eat. Last week, I um, bought a dress for the Emmys, and it was too small, and I knew it was too small. It took two ladies to zip it up. Woo, it was tiny. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to eat right for a minute. I got almost two weeks. That was a week ago. I um, tried to eat right for a week. I lost 10 pounds. Shut the fuck up. That's how bad I eat. If I tried, I just tried a little bit for a week. 10 pounds in a week? Yes, I There's did. something wrong. That's something wrong. That's wrong. 10 pounds in a week. So all that you did was you went, no more X, and I'm not going to, and, and then you lost 10 pounds. Jesus. Yeah, I just ate a, a bunch of salad. Right, right. And, and Cheerios. Right, at night. And now I'm done. I'm like, well, I took miles and gone now. And New York is so hard because New York, the restaurants here for me, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, ah, oh, I walked down, what did I see you on 9th? I saw you on 9th the other day. Mm -hmm. I walked down 9th and it's like one awesome after another awesome. And how do you, how do you choose? You just go from new, well, that's another problem I have. I'm the worst eater in the world. I only eat garbage. And I like to eat food that I am familiar with. 
Oh, okay. I don't like to try new foods at all. But I will try my same old at a new place, but that's rare. I'd rather not. I'd rather just go to my three places that I love. Which are what? What are they? Which are they? Hell's Kitchen, Rosa Mexicano, and like Dos Caminos. All I want is a margarita and nachos. (laughs) That's all I've ever wanted. Sounds like you got two out of three are Mexican, right? Or three out of three are Mexican. Oh, Mexican, baby. Mexican. What's that? There's the one place that we went to, El Centro. Um, I love that place. Yeah, that place was great. They have a mole. Their mole is phenomenal. E... That chocolatey weird stuff. Oh, you don't like it? No, I don't like anything. Oh. I only like nachos and margaritas. That's you it. Must, so you must have, when you were in Boom Chicago, you must, in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. you I probably said, went to one. Did you go to McDonald's all the time? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I tell people I was cold and hungry for years. That's how I describe being at Boom Chicago. I was so hungry <laughs> all of the time. Everyone was like, Would you cook? Now I can cook enough to live. Is it Mexican food or are you just cooking like? No, I cook mom's old food. Which is? Sausage rice. You know, I can make, um, I can make tuna fish. You make tuna fish or tuna salad? Salad, I guess. Yeah, tuna fish salad. Because making do that tuna fish is you take a tuna steak <laughs> and you put it on a and thing. And mash or, it up. No, 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 no. I'm saying tuna salad is mash it up with, yeah. with mayo and mustard. Yeah. But to get that correct, it's hard. But I found out that I can look online and they now have videos of what you can cook and eat every fucking If you're day. not YouTubing your recipes, you're doing it. So it. I love it so much too. Because you can it so see much. it before you eat it and that's all I want. And you're also watching how these guys do and women do like maybe they'll take the, a gadget that you've never seen mm-hmm. before and you go, oh, I want that gadget. Yeah, I, like I that. need that gadget. Yeah. Uh, the other day I bought tongs. Um, I bought tongs. Fucking <laughs> tongs. Tongs. I bought tongs. <laughs> I'm flipping it. my steak with a tong. I'm using tong. <laughs> I'm like, everybody's had tongs before, but now I'm tonged. I'm clearly tonged. Uh, uh, I, I, I cannot. So what time do you get here? What time do you get here? We get here every morning at 9 and do they have do they have pastries for you here or you no no there's no room where it's like we're gonna have donuts here nope you can go upstairs and eat breakfast if you pay for it oh fuck that there's a big commissary upstairs but SNL people they're right down the hallway their crew gets like breakfast pastries and stuff I think our crew does too but we writers don't no no we don't but we also don't stay as late I don't know what the rules are we didn't negotiate that, but we don't need any food. <laughs> no, no. The last no. thing we need is more food. Oh, uh, talk to me about uh, about about the your process. Because I did you did you figure that you were gonna do writing, or did you figure that you were gonna do something else? With when you were younger, when in the old days. In the olden days, I guess I thought I was always just trying to eat, and I was just like. Maybe I'll be able to perform for a while longer uh-huh. before I have to go back to Omaha and <laughs> die. That was, I never really expected to. Like, I always thought in the back of my mind, I'm going to end up back in Omaha and I'm, it's going to be sad. But I will have lived. So I was like, you know, do what you got to do. And then I'll go back to Omaha and have a sad life. But I haven't had to so far. I think that that's really an interesting thing, also, because I, because 
it's so many times I think, uh, you know, I could always fall back on selling cameras. Mm-hmm. Like people do that anymore. <laughs> uh, I could always, you know, fall back on X or Uber or Lyft. And, you know, that's that. Those are survival jobs that I know a lot of people have, and that's great. Um, I could always do that, but I haven't had to do that. Yeah. And I, and, and the other day, like, I think like maybe three months ago, I realized I've been doing acting. I've been an actor for almost. 49 years 49 what? years I'm 50 I'm 58 I'll be 58 and a half in a couple what? of weeks so Whoa. so you go and, and I, I think my new thing is this I know what I'm gonna be when I grow up I'm doing it you know uh, I'm yeah. doing it and it's not this thing where I'm, I'm doing it it's like this is what I'm doing this is what I've been doing yeah yeah there and this are, is what you're doing now before I got I got this job while I was uh nannying a baby I had done Boom Chicago and Second City and I was spending I had spent two horrible years in LA trying to make it oh god oh it was bad I was like I'm gonna die out here this is the worst because you didn't get auditions or you couldn't work and it's good but or there were other things that were involved in that I hate auditions I hate auditions me too bad it sucks but you know you have to do it and then there, all the parts are horrid. So, like, best case scenario is you're saying some unfunny shit somebody else wrote. That's the best case scenario. And I was like, you know what? This sucks, and I want to go back to Amsterdam. But then I got this job. I mean, who would have guessed? I was certainly Were not. you writing before that? Well, yeah. In Second City, you know, you write your shows. Yeah, but, but Chicago, this is different writing. It's different. This is different, but while I was in LA, I was part of a sketch group and three of us would write and shoot sketches. And that was really it. Oh, also I wrote a musical. I did a lot of writing while I was in LA those two years. So your time in LA during those miserable years uh, actually helped you out in more ways than you may give it credit. Because if everything was like, now you're going to do this this other dumb line that somebody else says, and you get this audition where you get to be this stupid person, and you mm-hmm. get to do all these things. Instead, you didn't have to do any of those things. No. And it forced you or directed you toward, Amber better take care of Amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really did. It just, I, I just, everything that happened, I never saw as an option. Like, I never thought I would get Second City. I never thought I'd get Boom Chicago. I never thought I'd be able to write a bunch of sketches for me and my friends and that we could shoot them just being us. I never thought I could write a musical. I certainly never thought I could write uh, like I would set fires. So I think now is a time where I need to become just a horrible cocky person. Now is the time that you want to become a or you're giving yourself the permission to become a horrible cocky person. Yeah. Um, Are you ever afraid of of being a horrible cocky person? No, I am. I'm kidding. I do. Because at Boom Chicago, you better be cocky as fuck. You better be fucking cocky as fuck. And when I look at people that I know that come from there, those fuckers are cocky. Ike Barinholtz, you know, going, nobody ever said, ah, that Ike, he's such a, you know, or Josh (laughs) or, you know, any, anybody that's come out of that, you know, well, certainly Seth, but I think it's different with Seth. Seth, for some reason, is different. doesn't have that. I don't know. Maybe he does, but it's like, 
Is it cocky or is it ballsy? I think it's both. Okay. I mean, there is that element of like, yes, when you improvise with a Boom Chicago person, they're probably gonna steamroll you to some degree. Absolutely. But then also there is like that uh, uh, sure self-assuredness you need to be able to host a, sh- a game you just made up is this it just carries through for the rest of your life absolutely and there's also something interesting about boom chicago in that you're not in the united states so you better so everybody's taking care of themselves but everybody's also very like Arr! and i remember i remember uh josh and ike uh they had i don't know if you ever saw it they had a show they had they at the uh, they used to do this bit where they would just beat the fuck out of each other in a scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like they would punch each other. I never saw that. It was really funny where they would really go at each other and slap each other in a way that really, uh, uh, that, that clearly um, is, a, is a good example of what it is that you're talking about. <laughs> um, but the people that I know that have come through there, yeah. certainly the men that I know that have come through there, yeah. uh, are really strong. They're very, very strong and they're very cocky. I would say this is double true for the women. Susie Barrett, oh, yeah. Heather Campbell. Right, you're right, you're I mean, right. We're crazy boys. Rachel Miller. Right. Yeah, ragtag. Holly Walker. Holly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Holly Walker, man alive. Yeah, we're little bad boys. Really, really. Bad boy. I loved it over there. I just yeah. loved it over there. I felt it was one of those things where I directed two shows over there. And I think I worked with you over there too, right? Did I Did I ever come in for, I thought I came in once and worked with you guys just doing. It's possible, I don't think so. But okay. you could have and then not, I could have not. It was a weekend that I came over there. there. A weekend that I came over there. Um, but uh, uh, every, time I came, every time I went there, it felt like this, people are doing stuff and everybody better know what's going on over here because it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, really awesome. And now the stuff that's coming, the, the people that have come out of there, I, I don't know that they get their due. I don't know that Boom Chicago gets their due. Yeah. They should. I mean, because it's a factory. You can't, you can either be there or you can be bad at improv. You can't be both. You can't You can't be there if you, no. if you suck. And it the more, just spits you out. And you I'm also survive. thinking about... Like they had, uh, they had, they had a, they had a news show there, didn't they? They have yeah. a satirical news show there. Mm-hmm. So that again feeds into what it is that you're, you, that you're doing right now. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. You weren't there for that, so that didn't happen afterwards. I I came out partly because of that. I was like, this looks like fun. Then I got there, they're like, we don't do that anymore. I was like, eh, okay, right, that's fine. Right, right, but it is like guerrilla. It's 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 like boot camp, but it, but it's also, it's really strong. Basic training, and until you get a hold of it, it's the worst. But once you get a hold of it, what do you ooh, mean? Get a hold of it? What do you mean? Because it's very, very hard, and you have to be unfunny for a certain amount of time because it's completely different. Um, you have to learn not to make any references of any kind. Uh, nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. Because the Dutch don't know what it is you're talking about. Yep. Right. And uh, it's just the style of, because everything has to be so presentational. So, you know, it takes forever to get used to that. Right, because when you come from, say you come from Second City, yeah. you did, what did you do, what, 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 what did you do at Second City? What was your, you were resident company there? Yeah, I did Second City, 
um, Denver for a year at Second City that's Main right. Stage. That's right. That's right. That's but right. But I went boom Chicago, Second City Denver, Second City Chicago Main Stage, boom Chicago for a second tour of duty. You did. I love it so bad. I love boom Chicago so much. <laughs> it's my fucking favorite. I really loved it too. Yeah. I love. I also love being in Amsterdam. I swear, if they said move out here, I'd move out. I would move out. It's fun. It's really, really fun, and I like. The, I like the. I like the country. Who's directing out there? I don't know. Why? Why are you doing it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's I an just, off the podcast. <laughs> Maybe something. I'll get some work. Um, I. I really. I love being out there. I just loved it, and um, I still got relation. You know, relationships with. Uh, with Pap and uh, Andrew, yeah. uh, who run that, yeah. and I, I go. I keep thinking about this. Um, the opportunities that I've been given, I've had in my life. How it's created this voice that I have. You know, and being in Boom Chicago and working with those people, and 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 what was really great about that about working with those guys, Andrew and Pep and all those guys uh, at that time was they'd say, I'd say, here's an idea, and they'd go, okay, we're going to make it work. Yeah. There was a week, there was, I, I, I kind of jokingly said, you know what would be cool is to have trampolines on stage, in the stage. Your trampolines for rock stars? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and now suddenly there's trampolines. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also when I first got there. It was the first show. Was uh, uh, the first show that I, that I did there was uh, 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 Boom Chicago. You, 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 your privacy is our business, or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I looked at it. and I was like, "You guys gotta have you gotta have some video things going on here, and maybe connect it to the internet." And they went, what? "Okay," and that was my that was my idea. What? I I believe that along with everybody else, I said, "Let's do that." And they went, "I think we could do that." That's I think we could do insane. that. Insane. It's insane, because it really is. And then I said, "How about a green screen?" And they they tried that. It didn't really work, but uh, they went back to it. I love being given the opportunity. Yeah, we use that green screen a lot. Oh no, no, I I, I know that for sure. But I'm just thinking about as when someone someone hires you to be talent. And you throw an idea at them, and they go, "Okay." Yeah. You're like, "Okay, great." Yeah. That great. I will say, I bet everybody has that experience at Boom, where you're like, I, I mean, you know, to some degree, but for me, it was like, you know, you got to dress up like a big knight, and then I'll be the pony, okay? <laughs> and someone goes, "Okay," and then someone goes and gets. A suit of armor and a pony costume, and it's unbelievable. I know. And then you do it; it dies. It dies. Well, there's a there's a direct correlation between the amount of time and money that you spend on a prop piece and it not getting into the show. Uh, and I learned that at Second City too, where it's like we're gonna make a big thing and we're gonna have these things moving in, and it's like you know, first thing we do is we get rid of those things because yeah. it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Ha. <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I was also thinking about uh, what I've, I've seen you do here, and um, y- your uh, that that one safe place. Did you do that more than once? No, just once. Just once. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I really, really loved it. Yay. I loved it, and and the thing about that was, it felt really different. Yeah. It felt. It felt, it didn't feel like a late night show sketch. Yeah. And it had heart. 
Eh. Was yeah. that scary? It was scary. I, yeah, I did think uh, uh, that this is a weird thing to do. I don't know if people will like it. Uh, you know, people get mad. If you say black, people get mad. <laughs> there is no, like, there aren't rules. Like Who's they? Um, Who's people? Crazy internet people. Got it. But all it takes is one with friends, and then you're then you're a crazy person, which hasn't happened to me yet. But it's I'm sure it's coming with the amount of stuff I talk about. That that your friends are going to go. Um, we have to talk. Is that what you mean? That a crazy internet person is going to go. But you're bad. Got it. But they're going to do that anyway. I mean, they're going to say you're bad, like quality. Sure. Right. That I have no problem with. No. Say everybody's got different tastes. But I don't want people to go, oh, you said a racist or bad thing for America. Like, I don't want that. That would hurt my feelings. But people saying you suck or are ugly, like, who cares? It's objective. Right. And you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I should have said that. And they're wrong. I will say this. uh, When I told my girlfriend, Laura, uh, that I was going to talk to you, she goes, she's so pretty. She felt that. She said oh, that. Yeah, she felt yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, she is. She's really pretty. Um, but then, uh, so there's that. Uh, uh, is, is it an... Is it, I don't know that I would think about that. I, I, I guess I would think about that. Whereas, like, I can't say that because I'm afraid that there's going to be a backlash coming at me. Uh, and not about the way I look or uh, that sort of thing. But... I, you're in you're in a you're in a unique situation, and it seems like you got to think about a lot of things that most that you shouldn't have to think about all I the time. No, that's right. I always say like, cause it, cause there is a little air of like, well, this black thing happened, and I, I feel like I must talk about it. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I always say like, what if Martin Luther King just wanted to be a fucking ballet dancer? What if that was his fucking dream and he can't because everybody's an asshole? Now he's got to go march and get shot and shit. It makes me, if the thought of it makes me furious. Like uh, every time I see someone who has decided to devote their lives to um, making human beings safe on this planet, it makes me livid because why should they have to do that? Everyone should just be normal. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> so that Martin Luther King can dance his dreams. But Martin Luther King, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I totally get what you're saying. And yet, I felt I feel like the universe or God or whatever created that human being to voice that sort of thing. But you're absolutely right. We should just we should be so much further past that bullshit yeah. that I can't even believe it. I cannot believe it. And and there's a word that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and it's this word, compassion. And yeah. I feel like that is such an important word and an important, I don't know that we have it. No, we don't. And that's, I think that's the core issue. I think that people are like starting to feel compassion for for people they never felt compassion for. And the result is anger. Because now everyone's like, what the hell is going on here? Well, great, welcome. It's been going on, let's do something. And I think now it's just people who have compassion and people who don't. It's kind of what we're boiling down to. Oh, uh, uh, 
Yeah, but I, I do think more of us have compassion than don't. I think, I think more I of think us are too. human beings and want good things for people, and are happy to be Martin Luther Kings. You know, more than happy, more than happy to do what needs to be done to make the world safe and people feel heard and blah blah blue. Have you been tapped by anybody to be the voice of something like that? No. People have since. <laughs> I mean, I, no, no, no one has, no. I can't imagine. I can. I can imagine. <laughs> I can't, and I'm, I, you know, there's no reason for me to blow smoke up your skirt, but I feel like watching what, what you've been producing uh, and, and watch what you're producing and you're producing what it is that you feel passionate about that that it's very easy for somebody to look at what you're doing and go she's eloquent and uh, she's eloquent she's funny she's satirical she's biting she's truthful she's honest like all those things and for somebody to go I like what she's saying and I would love to you know, I don't know what that would be but we have a voice. I feel like I have a voice. I feel like you have a voice. Yeah. And this voice, I don't know if you recognize it or not, but it's, I feel like what I'm doing is serving a purpose. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything because I still get to do what it is that I want to do as well. And I'm looking at Martin Luther King, which is just such an interesting thing because looking at Martin Luther King and going, oh my God, that man was a force that was unworldly. Un he, he, he was a spirit of something else. And we're all spirits with all of this information just coming out. And mm -hmm. the fact that you're writing on this show, what a, your life went in that direction. Sure, but I could also be writing, I want to be sitting around writing sketches about how I fart on Seth while I'm dressed as a dinosaur. I don't want to be going on TV talking about white folks are crazy, crazy and they're trying to kill me. I don't want to do that. I want to fucking sure. put out a princess hat and <laughs> dance around. <laughs> I now, totally get that too. It's hard not to. I mean, you do want to give voice to those things, but fucking again. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's really exhausting. Yeah. And I, uh, it's exhausting. And yet if, when I'm... When I get this out of my way, when I'm on, when I'm sitting there going, okay, David, not today, not today. There will be no screaming today. And I'll sit back and I'll go, okay, I'm gonna listen to this. All right, just a little bit. And I'll go, and suddenly I'll go, all right, nobody's doing this. I'll get this one, and then I'm done. You know? Uh, but I feel like who's not? Is is somebody else? I got to do this. I don't want to do this again. I feel that. Yeah, man. And so we can't. And I can't turn it off. Um, can't turn it off? Won't turn it off. You won't. Can I? No, I don't know that I, I can. Not. Yeah, you're can right. you? Mm, yes, I, well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I could. Have you tried? I mean, well, because you you're also five days a week, four, four days a week, four, four, baby, four days a week. You're four days a week. You're four days a week, and so there's something to that. For me, I don't, and I'm, I'm not punching in. There's no punching in. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, it is nice and compartmentalized. Exactly. You only gotta feel crazy these four days, and that's only if something crazy happened. Right. Could be. Well, that's not true. Well, when has an before, before the election. 
They were just really a week would go by. You'd be like, "I love America." <laughs> you remember that feeling? No, I don't at all. I love it here. When baby. did that happen? Woo! I can't. I when did that? Ha- Today I went down to uh, the nine eleven thing. I was like, "Oh, I'm 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 here," and uh, uh, so I might as well see what's going on with all the festivities festivities in quotation marks down there. And um, there were so many people wearing. Uh, there was not not so many, but there were there were a handful of people wearing red, white, and blue, and hat, and and, and flag shirts, and flag outfits, and flag flag blah yeah. blah. And I'm like, no, I no, I don't believe that. I'm sorry, I don't I don't feel like going out right now and saying our aren't our it's in our country great. I don't have it in me anymore. And no. because I travel all over the world, again I'm able to go. I'm in Italy, and no one needs to know. And I have mm-hmm. a big nose, and I'm in Italy. So someone's gonna come up and ask me in Italian. Where the pension is, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking. About. Uh, uh, but here, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 uh. When you live in another country for any amount of time, it becomes painfully clear how fucked up America is. Ooh, we're just getting all of it wrong. Every last quarter. And my husband is Dutch, and when we first got to America, we we, we moved to LA. We'd walk down the street. You know, there's a lot of homeless people. And he would go, who cares for them? You know, that was just how he said it. But that that made, I was like, oh, you accidentally got deep. Who does care for them? Does anyone? But their country has so many things right where we are wrong. I, yes. Oh. Yes. And that question, I don't know that anybody would ask that question here, especially in New York. Or San Francisco. When you go to San Francisco, I don't know if you've been there lately, but it's a really tough, it's tough to walk through San Francisco. And the question is, who cares for these people? He goes, whose job is it? No one. It's not anyone's job. It's not anybody's it's job. It's not a job. No, it's not a it's job. unbelievable. It really yeah, is. It is. And and we we, we, we call ourselves a, a, a nation based on, what are we on, arguably, arguably Christian values. Yeah. It's like, well, where's that? Mm-hmm. You know, you take a take a country like Amsterdam, and granted, you know, they're the size of Rhode Island, but you take a country the size of you know, like Amsterdam, Holland. who is, ho- pardon me, Holland, uh, 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 Holland, or uh, whatever, the Netherlands, and you look at that, and um, they're not a Catholic, a Christian nation, no, and they're taking care of everybody, yeah, or not everybody, they're, yeah. you know, people are taken care of. It's someone's job. Yeah, they're not the most religious people. No, at one time they might have been. Yeah. Uh, and I love that you go in, in, in Amsterdam, you go into a, a, a church and now it's, a, it's an art gallery mm-hmm. or it's a restaurant <laughs> or it's a place uh, to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't care for religion. No, Actually, they don't. Some, I'm sure there are some churches and stuff. Oh, for but sure. I certainly didn't meet a single believer of any kind. Say that again? I, there. I didn't meet a single religious person of no. any kind no. when I was there. No, yeah. no, no. Um, and I, it also makes me think about everybody that I, the people that I know here that are in the industry that we're in um, and how many, how many Christians I really know, like believers in that. And the people that I know that are believers, they don't really wear it on their sleeve and they don't have it affect them in, 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 uh, in ways that is a governor upon their creative process, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, Yes. I feel the same way, except for the black women I know. <laughs> There's got quite a few religious black women, mm-hmm. but, but no white ones. No. <laughs> Am I free? 
Jesus, so oh, no. It's the truth, Jaber Zoki. It's the truth. <laughs> White people hate the Lord. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, 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 the people that I know that are believers are uh, are African American people. Yep. Because you know what, it feels good to be like I can't. I did go through a time where I was like, religion is horrible. No one should be religious. But then when you see like, like it feels good to have something that you can be hopeful about. Mm-hmm. And I can't fault anyone for being like yeah I am hungry right now or I'm having a tough time at work but eventually I'll get to live in a fluffy cloud place hey if that's what you need to keep yourself going hey get a big bowl of it get a big bowl of fluffy fluffy cloud place <laughs> I and, and for me being Jewish there was no there's no heaven we don't we don't deal with heaven so that was never part of what it was that we were doing so just in the very nature of the, the concept of heaven it, uh, the concept of heaven is foreign to me and there's so many other things about Christianity that's really foreign to me certainly Catholicism where I just don't understand like when you go to heaven this is and maybe you can help me with this uh, uh, so so grandma grandpa died. And grandma married Grandpa Bob. Uh-huh. And then, you know, yeah. and then Grandpa gr- Grandpa Bob died. Mm-hmm. And then Grandma died. Yeah. Who lives with who? No one heaven? lives with anyone. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, technically no one lives with anyone because what? Well, I mean, I don't know. This is, I used to be the minister of music at my church mm-hmm. when I was little. So I know a teeny bit about it. I remember something like. When you are in heaven, you don't, you like, you're not looking down on people and watching them, and you don't really remember that stuff, and it just starts over, and you're yourself in this self-contained thing. Amber, it sounds like it hasn't really thought out. It really sounds like it's not really thought out. It sounds like, we'll, we'll figure it out once we get up there, but it's not really thought out, and I feel like that's a major part. You guys should really figure that shit out before because <laughs> right now it's like I don't know I don't <laughs> and no one's able to explain that to me and I've asked that question you know growing up Jewish and then we moved into this neighborhood and it was like we lived next door to the fish uh, they had nine kids and they were the, the fish so actually we lived uh, east of us true story east of us were the fish swear to God and just west of us in a house were the birds we moved in between how lovely is that oh. so um, but they were the first Catholics that I ever really knew and and I didn't really un- I didn't and I still don't understand how that works transubstantiation I don't understand how that works the Holy Trinity I don't understand how that works uh, you're not Catholic you're Catholic no nope. yeah so and then there's that for me I felt like well you y'all are the same hey. and it's like no y'all aren't the same hey. And like, how does that happen? Because I'm Jewish, and then my my grandmother was a different Jewish than I am, but we still believe in the same things. And no Jews ever is like, ah! But it's like, it's crazy. I don't understand it, and I'm, uh, I, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with religion. I'm done. <laughs> but I you're not done fine. with religion. I don't, don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but but and yet you you do get. For me, I feel like during a lot of these times right now, I think that. People do need to find something that allows them to feel connected. 
Yeah. And I think that, again, going back to this, what I, what I wanted to get to at the beginning, or maybe I did get to the beginning, is there's a sense of community now that there yeah. hasn't been before. Oh, my God, it feels so good. It, and that's what I mean. Everything's going to shit, but it feels so great to just be fucking walking down the street and looking someone in the eye, like, can you believe this? And they're like, mm hmm Used to be you could only do that to black people. Now you can even look at a white person in the face and be like, and they will look right back at you like, yep. Right. Yeah. Right. It's right. neat. It really but is. But also, also, it's very bad and everything is bad and I understand that. But I think that if things weren't all that bad, things weren't as bad as I, I believe that they are and or I feel that they are right now, then we st we would not have that connection. Yeah. You know, but now we have that connection, and I'm talking to people on on planes, and so because I take a lot of planes, and I'm sitting next to somebody, I'm thinking, please don't bring anything up. Let's make this okay, and then they'll bring something up where they'll suddenly say, oh my God, he's doing it again. I'm like, right, 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 oh right, oh, and then I'm gonna go back to you know, uh, we'll go back to. To, to Seth, and I'm thinking, he's the he's a voice that I need to hear. I need to have that voice. Because yeah. when I grew up, there was, you know, Leno, who didn't have that voice, yeah. or Johnny Carson, who didn't have that voice. Mm -hmm. um, and who had that voice? Nobody really had that, th that voice. Yeah. And now Seth has that voice, and certainly Jimmy Kimmel has that voice, and I'm going, that's fucking great. More of that. Yeah, it feels so good. There's a lot of, like... You, you are are we all watching the same thing and, and it's just that very basic like you guys are also seeing this right just even there before you get into jokes before you twist it into um, something it's not it's just will you look at this just look at this with me while we are in the same room oh my god that feels great I'm now let alone. me run down why this is the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> um, it was something like like during the 30s, uh, you know, Roosevelt would sit down and the nation would sit down and listen to the radio and be fireside chats. Yeah. But now we're looking at what this person does and it's like fireside shits. Like yeah. everybody's going, oh my God, can you believe it? Oh my God, oh my God. But it is bringing all these people together yeah. and to be in a room where it's like, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? This happened. Yeah. And what are you going to do about it? And you get to do that. Yeah. That's got to be so cathartic. Sure, yeah. It, it definitely is. It feels good to be like, yeah, especially, I feel like the most cathartic piece I ever did on this show was this thing I did where, where um, right the day after the election, I went on and I was like, you know what? This is really terrible. And so I have a... Um, uh, uh, something to say to uh, all the white people who feel, <laughs> you know, so hurt at this very important time. And that's join the fan. And I had been doing it throughout the office all fucking day, like a big turd. Because everybody was like, I can't believe this happened. I was like, believe it, you dummy. It's been happening forever. And I loved it. Oh, it felt great. It just felt so good to be like, because that was really the moment where I was like, we all see it now because it used to be racism was a boogeyman that you are made to feel like you made up but now we all see it i'm like oh, yippee uh I, I, I last year i had a conversation with my dad before the election and he's like you know what um anti-semitism is is all over i'm like dad i don't see it 
doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not affected by it. And then suddenly all this comes in. I'm like, I was blind. I was blind. I was blind, and I thought that everything was okay. Yeah. But y'all have been living with this forever. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. But I nothing feels better than that. I mean, this is I've I didn't feel necessarily. American before this. I will say that. Like, not even really... I mean, maybe Barack did make me feel American. But I've never felt more American than I do on this day. You know? Because there really is, like... You are a load-bearing part of this thing. (laughs) You know? It's up to you! It's like when you're on an improv team with seven scared people and you... It's like, I had best get to work. Something's got to happen. Yeah. And it's, I, I, the way that you just put it made me think, it's a redefinition of what patriotism is. You know, the, the idea of this is what it feels like to be an American. It's not that flag-waving patriotism. No. It's different. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's different. Because when I grew up, it, it, there was still Nixon... You know, uh, there was the Vietnam War, and you'd got stupid jingoisms like "these colors don't run," and yeah. if you don't, you know, you don't like it, get out of here, whatever it's going to be, and that, and it seemed like that's the patriotism. I don't want to be part of that patriotism. Yeah. Now and, people have figured out. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Wait a second, I've been tricked. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And when Barack was, I and I went Barack. Did you do? Did you meet him? When were you doing a show mm-hmm. there? Yeah. So you did b- between Barack and Hard Place. Yeah. Okay. During that time, maybe it was that time or a little after that time. No, that show was running, and I was in. Um, I was staying at Nia Vardalis and Ian Gomez's uh, Gomez's uh, guest house in Larchmont Village, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm walking the dog, uh, my dog, and uh, right down the street there was a couple of Escalades, and there was. Uh, uh, you know, just guys with you know the suits on with the earpieces on, and I and I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt like I'm wearing today. And I go and I'm my Rottweiler, and I said, uh, "What's happening?" And he goes, um, "Senator Obama is in there." And I was like, "That's cool." And I stopped, and I, and the guy went, "You can't stand here." And I moved <laughs> away, and sure enough, Obama comes down, Neat. and. He, uh, and nobody was there. There was no, I mean, he was running. He was full on running. Nobody was there. And he gets to his Escalade and he's taking his jacket off and he calls me over. And he and I had what a 10 minute conversation. What? Right? What did you say? I said, well, my first line was, I, I, my first line was this. What are you doing slumming in this neighborhood? Because, you know, that all, all that goes, the owner of BET lives in that house or whatever it was. It's CEO of BET. I don't know. <gasps> and I go, great. And, go, and he goes, what's going on? And, uh, and I said, um, I'm the artistic director of Second City. And there's a show with your name in it. What? And he goes, I know. And I and he and I said, uh, there's a show on Main Stage with your name. And he goes, I know. And I said, listen, I get you comps. And he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Michelle has seen it. And I said, do you think you're going to see it? He goes, I'm going to go see it. I was like, well, okay. And we just had a conversation about uh, about L. A. about the neighborhood. Yay. And uh, and my dog had to go. And I was like, I got to go. And, and he goes, great, nice talking, nice talking to you. I told you. You know what? In that moment where you go, oh my God, and every once in a while I go, did that happen? Oh my God. 
Yes. But that's the moment. That's the moment where you're watching him in Grant Park give that speech. And I'm going, this is this is this and everything from this point forward is gonna change little did we know that that was true (laughs) it was true in a way we did not want did not oh my god i remember when he got elected i cried so hard it was me i was in amsterdam when he got elected it was just me and one other black lady and we were doubled over crying and everyone else was like this is fun i was like yeah i guess yeah we're we're looking at different things here, <laughs> but it was great. We had a big old party, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And you met? Did you meet him, Barack? Yes, I call him Barack. Oh my! I just you did. To you called Obama. him Barack? No, I okay, didn't. Right. I didn't say ahead. anything. I was so scared. I didn't say anything. I shook his hand, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna line up for this picture, like this, 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 and this." And Amber, you're gonna be on the end. And I was like. <laughs> Oh, how about this? <laughs> the next time there's a white president, I'll be on the end. I'm not going to be time. on the end yeah, the today. Next time. <laughs> no thanks. Now, oh, and is that... I did not have enough guts to say anything, but I did have enough guts to be like, I'm standing right next to him. Isn't that picture in the bar? Is that in the bar? I think I've seen that picture. I'm sure. I bet it is. Oh, it's crushing. It's crushing. Um, here, uh, um, what have you noticed since you've been since you've been working here? Like, how, how how has your take on things changed? It seems like you've gotten ballsier, or you've been given more of an opportunity. Well, yeah, they really let us do all kinds of crazy things. There aren't a lot of rules here. If you like it and it's funny, it goes. You you know, like I will say, like. 80% of what I write goes right in the trash like anyone who works anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are things that when you think it is too far, they still will take a chance on it. Like, I thought jokes Seth can't tell that we couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now it's more than a year later and we're still doing it. Right. It's the most fun. Right. But there's... If it's hilarious, they will give it a chance, no mm-hmm. matter what. And how does that benefit, like your you as an artist? It lets you, yeah. You don't, you know, just like anyone, any other theater, any other writing job, you write what you think they want for forever, and then you accidentally write something you love, and then they also love it, and then you go, oh, and then you realize. Oh, I should just be doing whatever the fuck I want. And once I got a hold of that information, now I just do whatever. I mean, I really do. I will press it and press it. At, like, once I got to fucking dress up like MC Hammer and dance around. I was like, after this, there are no rules. And I'm never going to act right. I'm only ever going to be horrible. And you did this. So, all right. But, uh, yeah, it's the most fun. It's the most fun. There are no rules. If you like it, they love it. But uh, I think for me, listening to what you just said, it says this. Ultimately, you shed what it is that you think that they want, and then you discover that what it is that they've always wanted was who it is that you are. Yeah, they just like you. They want you. You're little, and that everyone goes through it. Everyone. Right. Everyone is like, well, I'm this type of nerd, and that's not fun. But it is fun, dummy. We want you. Uh, and they would not have hired you had they not seen that. Yeah. 
Okay, let's stop there. That was really good. Yippee! Thank you. You write what you think they want, and then you accidentally write something you love, and then they love it, and then you realize I should just be doing whatever the fuck I want. After this, there are no rules, and I'm never going to act right. Oh, the joys of finding your voice, even if you find it accidentally. Thank you, Amber Ruffin. That was an awesome interview. Here's what's happening in my neighborhood. All right. October 6th through the 8th, I'm back in Auckland, New Zealand for a weekend intensive with Thespianage. October 13th through the 15th, I'll be in Christchurch, New Zealand. October 17th through the 22nd, I'll be at Improv Conspiracy in Melbourne. October 25th through the 29th, I'll be in Sydney, Australia. And November 10th and 11th, I'll be at White Pines Place in Elkins Park, just outside of Philly. If you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there. All workshop information is going to be at davidrozowski.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rozowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Send questions and comments to Dave at addcomedy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll hear you in our ears.